welcome to Forever Canon, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about a zoom and gloom ending to our 19th book of the podcast, New Jedi Order, book one, Vector Prime. This week, we, instead of reading the usual four chapters, we're going to be super smart and read six. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was about 12 more pages to read that last two chapters, right? We didn't want to break a single episode for 12 pages <laughs> yeah, of was... information. That's that's too, that's nonsense. The yep. next book is going to be enough weeks long as it is. Yep. So we're going to wrap it up this week. But first, bum, bum, bum. Did we say Justin and Tim? I'm Justin. And I'm Tim. And f- bum, 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 previously on Forever Canon. Chewbacca barks at the moon. Han and Anakin escape Cernpedal. Mara scoops Luke from Skippers. Falcon fights off Grutchens. Solo kids cry, then fly when the Vong arrive. Anakin goes missing, and oh wait, we found him. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that was last week, right? This week, we pick up with chapter 21, titled False Serenity. Such an ominous name. There's mm-hmm. so many ominous names in this book about an ominous hidden <laughs> invader, right? Yeah. A lot of the names are very spooky. Douglas, are you comfy on the bed? Hey, you're not coming over here. You go lay down on your chair. All right. He's got this podcast thing figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good boy. Took him a lot less time to figure it out than did us. That's yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Chapter 21, False Serenity. Get serious. Luke and Mara have made it to Lando's place post-Vong battle, checking out the living organism coral skipper that crashed on Debrillion. A mini Star Destroyer looking thing. Yeah. It's shaped triangle wedge shape, sort of, but made out of coral. And Luke decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to climb right in here and hook myself up to this living ship slash mount. Lando describes it as a mount at one point. I'm yeah. Like, That's he- more... That's a real interesting way to think about it. Yeah, he compares they, it to the to the sand people and their banthas. Right. It's like riding a horse. It's like a living animal that you use, mm-hmm. that you ride and fly into war. Yeah. Crazy. It's a space war horse. <laughs> Which is what the ships are, right? Yeah. And and by extension, you get that uh, oh, anthropomorphization of like the droids that run the ships and stuff like that. Like the little R2 units are always like representative of the sidekick pet that the transportation weapon is. Yeah. But here, Luke's like, I'm just going to climb in here. I'm going to hook myself up to this mystery machine. And he can hear distant Yuzhan Vong language. Yeah, it's a little reckless on Is his it? point. <laughs> just hopping in and going, hey, let's put all this little stuff on. Little bit, yeah. Put that helmet on. He does. And then he says, get me 3PO. I hear languages I don't know. And we cut to Mara in the hallway looking very concerned. Lando knew something was wrong, but he didn't want to tell Luke before he showed him all this cool stuff. And, well, what was wrong? We cut to... Luke and Mara having a kind of a wonderfully written, but knowingly for the characters, even too short cry mm. about Chewbacca's death who just died hours ago, a day ago. Yeah. Ago. <laughs> Cause you know, jumping through hyperspace takes time, but all these things that are on the outer rim are apparently very, very close to each other. Yeah. They're not far apart. So 
a day very maybe. recently yeah very recently and Luke and Mara didn't know about it till they got back here to Lando's place. Mm-hmm. They had been out at Belkadan having their own problems. Sorry, I'd, and Helskafor. Yeah. They went to both places. I'm still right. Yep, yep. You're good. But even Luke thinks there's no... We can't even have a proper amount of time to grieve for our family friend because there's something very big and very bad happening with all these dots that I've connected between this crashed ship and the ships that I fought at Helska for, uh, between this pilot who's all scarred up and tattooed here that crashed at Dubrillion, looks a lot like Yeoman Carr from Belkadan. The dots are connecting. Yep. And there's, quote, something very big and very bad. What a description. <laughs> <laughs> very on the nose. But between all these places, there's something, there's connected. Lines, dots, done. And we cut to Luke trying on some other Vong gear. Just going to stick all these living things on my head and face and hope for the best. They didn't kill these people, so I'll assume it won't kill me. He try, what, does he, what does he do? He tries on the, the Ooglith masker, which he's like, oh, I bet this would make me not cold. Or aside, whatever, I can't feel the temperature or something. And, and then like, the starfish, starfish thing. The, the nullith. Yeah. For breathing. Ah, I get it. They must be. Dun, dun, dun. Hiding in the ice. In the planet. <laughs> they're not on the planet. They're in the planet. Underneath that, you know, surface crust of frozen glacier. Ice, yeah. Whatever. So, how are we going to get into the ice ball? Luckily, we're over here at Lando's place, who's always got some sort of specialized, uber-specialized, perfect-for-the-moment ship that he keeps in his junkyard of technologies. Yeah, because he likes to collect it just in case he ever needs it again. Yep. Just in case, he he says that multiple times in in these in this end of the book here, where he's like, "Oh yeah, I went and got myself one of those just you know, in case the technology got lost." And yeah, some of those got destroyed, and we had to rebuild them. And good thing we had the blueprints and whatever. Mm-hmm. It is a, it is a point that he makes. So he's gonna be he's like the Q guy. Yeah. He's gonna have all whatever special gadget you need for the particular job, which. He already showed with the, you know, he's got this whole TIE fighter shielded up scheme running through this Mm -hmm. asteroid belt. He's already shown us he's got specialty stuff going on, but he's just going to have a special ship for every job. So he's going to get this one for Luke in the morning. Cut to Leia sees the stars through Anakin's eyes using the force. Yeah. That's a pretty... Pretty good GPS. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty heavy connection, I guess you would between you and your fourth user. Sure, if child. any two people are gonna have that kind of connection, but that's something I never heard of before. She just taps into his perception through his cockpit, and she can tell by the constellations where he's at. So we go pick him up. And then Han gives him a big bear hug. And I'm like, oh, maybe it'll be okay. And also yells at him for a minute. Yeah, you better not ever do that again. You almost died. Hug. Yeah, it makes Anakin all warm and fuzzy. Of course, because he's been waiting for a, a hint of forgiveness from his dad. Yeah. He just had to put himself in mortal danger. Yeah, and... I just, you know, just first of all had to show him that people can die. And then put <laughs> myself in danger, and he'll appreciate me. <laughs> maybe it'll be okay. I don't know. But Lando's ship arrives, it's morning, and it's a big transparent needle, right? With like a heat drill on the front of it. Yeah. A projectile heat drill. Yeah, I pictured it almost like the, um, 
the casing of a like a bic pen with you take the ink out and you stick a person inside and there you go syringe yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it is and it's transparent and this is that's what's that's what luke has to fly down to the surface of hellscafor to drill into the ice crust and get down into the freezing depths where the obviously the yuzhan vong are hiding because luke skywalker is a genius and he just intuits what all this alien living technology is for. Yeah. The dots are connected. 3PO, I guess we should cut to. No, I, I've i lost my spot. The ship arrives and it's a needle. Got it. Jason is excited that his parents saved his brother. Mm-hmm. Luke, though, he just wants 3PO. 3PO hasn't arrived yet. And we cut to 3PO has arrived and he cracks the language mm-hmm. of the Yuzhan Vong. Pretty easily. Yeah. He compares it to some barbarian tribe, like some Mongolian barbarian tribe of the hill steps of whatever the hell planet. Yep. But he's like, I don't have no idea where it's from. But it's kind of like this. I can infer the rest. Yep. So Luke sticks 3PO in the coral skipper to talk to it. Which is weird for me. How does it... it, It's a living thing that talks to living things. How does... How... So I guess what we're meant to infer here, I, I guess... I guess for a third time is that like the neural processor of an advanced droid like C-3PO is so similar to a human brain and its electronic firings and connections that even an extra galactic living creature can't tell the difference. I thought it was weird because the Yuzhan Vong hate machines. Yeah. And he shoved a machine into the living coral mount. Yeah, but the coral skipper wouldn't know any different that from wouldn't like it? it wouldn't know that it it's would never talking... have had a droid inside it before. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Either way, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but he talks to it, and three PO tells us the coral skipper is hungry for rocks. That's how they regrow. These ships regrow. Yeah. If they're damaged, they don't just get repaired. They regrow themselves because they're living things. Yeah. Just the Yuzhan Vong little special touch. Right? A little rest, a little food. They yeah. heal. River rocks. And he also deciphers the fact that this thing uses gravity as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And bam, read from the book. The dots connect for Luke Skywalker. This whole thing was mounting ominously. It was apparent to him now that this was indeed an extragalactic intelligence at work. An obviously hostile one. Employing methods in organic technology far different from, and perhaps superior to, anything the New Republic could use to counter. Belkadan, the Helska system, Dubrillian, and Cernpedal were not unrelated events. He did it. He figured it out, Tim. Mm -hmm. He put the dots officially together. These things that happened at these four places, the moon smashing with the gravity thing at CERN Pedal, the scarred up people at these two places, matching ships at these three places. Something's happening. And so Luke Skywalker is officially on the case. But that's the end of the chapter. Mm-hmm. The end of false serenity. Uh, what kind of meaning should we take from that? I mean, the general like, oh, they've just all been chilling so long. Like this, <laughs> the New Republic's just been worried about itself you know not thinking you'd think the boundaries of your galaxy are safe mm-hmm. like you don't have to have guards there 
right? Even though they sort of do science guards. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, is that is that what it is? This false serenity of uh, everything outside is fine. We just got to deal with what's inside. And then, yeah, the New Republic has all the has all the best and biggest ships, and now Luke's saying maybe we don't. Because he kind of says it might be superior to what we got going on. Yeah, I don't really, I don't know. There wasn't too much other serenity in no. that chapter. I don't know. I, the Vong are all prepped and geared, and these people are just like, not, he just put it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, I don't get that chapter title entirely. No, I, but ju- I sure tried. It's cool. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> I tried. Right? We tried. Come on, guys. We tried. Chapter 22. Turning it back. Mara thinks this plan to drill a Bic pen into the <laughs> ice crust of Helskafor is too dangerous. This needle ship through the ice. It's it's too dangerous, Luke. I should do it. Because I'm terminally ill. Yeah. So if I die, less of the loss, right? Which is just, of course, not correct and not a healthy way to think about things. And Luke recognizes it for what it is. But he says, no, no, no. Not uh, to assuage her about her uh, her illness, mm-hmm. he says, but you've been feeling faint lately. And if something goes wrong on this mission, you're the only one there. We got to send someone who's fully physically capable right now for the mission. Yeah. Hands up for the mission. Not because you're <laughs> sick. Nope. You're great. I'm trying to ensure mission success. Even though I did say, remember how you're not feeling really great though. <laughs> somehow in his head he walks around uh, i'm not i'm not patronizing her about her illness i'm just telling her for the mission yeah you can't go because of your illness i need the mission to succeed oh cut to jason and Jaina looking at them ships thinking this mission is way too dangerous <laughs> So they better do it themselves. All these heroes think alike, don't they? Yeah. Same thing with Han and Anakin and Chewbacca back on Cern Padal, like the, the mayor said. Y'all just the hero type, ain't ya? I don't know why I gave him that voice, but it's all right. <laughs> Not bad at all. <laughs> but it's just, this is some nice mirroring, some nice parallelism, if you will. We cut from Mara thinking this to the two children thinking the same thing. Luke Skywalker can't go. He's too important. It's too dangerous of a mission. We'll go. And Mara's sick. We don't want anything going on with that. That's right. the whole deal. We are going to be thoughtful and take care of this ourselves. And we cut to Commander Rojo. Royo. I don't know. R-O-J-O. Uh, maybe whatever, it's actually Rojo. Whatever sort of in- inflection you want to put on. Yeah, maybe it's Rojo. <laughs> Commander Rojo of the Rejuvenator. Uh-oh. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. He isn't going to wait a week for backup from Coruscant like Leia would dream of. Even that, though, is apparently just a best-case scenario. They would probably not even get there in a week. Yeah. She wants to wait a week to go stop the brain at Helska 4. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible idea, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, they're already they're already more prepared than you are. It's, that's a bad plan. But and, that's what she wants. And unknown, unknown to them, this is also a bad plan because that's exactly what well, the Vong want. Yeah, well, Commander Rojo wants to just quickly clean this up. Easy yeah. peasy. Warning. Hubris. Warning. <laughs> right? It's going to be easy, though. It'll be fine. We'll bring this brand new Star Destroyer 
and uh, we've got so many squadrons, and we've got these new Ranger class medium sized ships. We're gonna wipe them out. Warning, warning. Luke watches the twins launch the two ships that he's supposed to be leaving in to do the mission, which A, settles the fact that we're all going right now, not waiting a week. (laughs) B, settles who is going to be going on the mission. And C, 3PO comes into the room with a message recorded from Jason saying, Jaina and I will be fine and will carry out the mission perfectly. We promise. Warning! Hubris, warning. Yeah. This is scary time, right? Whenever characters start saying stuff like that, you should red lights should be going off in the back of your mind. Whenever someone says, this is going to go perfectly, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, it's very scary. <laughs> the two children just stole the ships. <laughs> right out from under Luke Skywalker and their parents and Uncle Lando and Aunt Mara sitting right there. They're all having a powwow on the bridge with this commander. And the yeah, they're guy. all arguing uh, about how long we're, uh, we're going to stay here for. And the kids are like, bye. And didn't think that the two Don't most worry. opinionated teenagers <laughs> ever aren't with them. Well, how about that? Eh? Han wants to go chase them down. But Luke reminds him that he's raising Jedi Knights. So get used to it, buddy. And then he remembers the recent events in Han Solo's life and how he just lost his best friend. He's probably just concerned... Quote, he wasn't about to lose anyone else. It was nobody else ever got lost before. Mm-hmm. That's the first one out of the main cast of characters. Like we've said before, from the George Lucas original scripts and movies and the longest lasting version of telling Star Wars started in 1977, right? Mm-hmm. And it had Chewbacca <laughs> and he just died. The first main cast character to die. Yeah. But Han wasn't about to lose anyone else. So, he forces Lando to join them on the Falcon for their super <laughs> danger mission. And we chase after the twins anyway. Yeah. To back them up, though. Not to stop them. Yeah. Different intentions. For protection only. I'll allow it. I mean, warning, right? Like, danger. Yeah. Huh. And and a lot of this has to do with Jason and Jaina going. Because I noticed some in some of the writing, Jason was said... I and then replaced it with we. He's yeah. like trying to prove that he well, can do things. Or he just, you know, naturally thinks that way as a leader. Yeah. He's the one in charge. He's, I don't know. Either way, them kids done stole the ships. Yes, they and did. And we cut to Jaina had to shove her nearly naked twin brother into the tiny needle drill rocket. <laughs> yep. He's like, all I'm wearing is a, like a, like a, like a wing cloth. Yeah, like a like a leather skirt. I but yeah, like, she had to shove me in. But first, and he's like, I'll never live that down. <laughs> Sibling bonding. Come on, it's good for you, twins. She then proceeds to launch her brother from this ship like a missile. Yeah, out of the torpedo tube in a, in a skirt in a tube. <laughs> the stylish ship, Jason, belly down and head forward, rocketed away. It was a smooth and quiet ride for Jason, absent the hum of any drives. A good portion of the ice borer was translucent, giving him the feeling that he was almost free-flying in empty space. A sense of serenity he had not expected in the face of looming danger. How sweet is that? Mm -hmm. He's in a glass tube flying through space with no noise. Yeah. You just see everything. 
he's almost naked. <laughs> he's having he's streaking. Yeah, he's having a good time of it uh, until he's like, oh, I gotta pay attention because he does lose focus for a second. He actually does. Yeah, you're right. He gets a little distracted by the by the false serenity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the last chapter though. So why now? Anyways, what a sight that would be though. Like just practically physically flying your body through space. It can't get more like compact than that. I don't know. That's crazy. He lifts up you. He feels every tendril stabbing into his body and covering him so that he won't freeze to death in the water of the ice planet. He pops the starfish pee-pee down his mouth. (laughs) And then (laughs) Jason feels a call for help. And he changes the trajectory a little bit and plunges through the ice. The Yamask didn't sense him. Remember, there's like an energy field around the planet? Yeah. And like when the ships came into it, like they knew? Yeah. I guess it just didn't have an engine or anything. No, but when he does change trajectory a little bit. You're right. He fires off a little thruster to change trajectory and then. And coral skippers start coming out and chasing after him. You're right. Right away they do. Yeah. And we cut to, speaking of coral skippers, Jaina's ship. She's got the the catcher. She's the net. He's the needle, right? I don't know how you catch a needle in the night. That's a stupid analogy. (laughs) But this is where we're at. (laughs) She's the big pen. No, she's the pencil case. He's the big pen. (laughs) Anyways, cut to Jaina's ship being tracked by coral skippers. And she's got to fly so close to the sun that she won't be able to be seen. Sounds dangerous. Not, Not safe. No. For having just had a bunch of people tell us everything was going to go perfectly. She's got to fly so dangerously close to the sun to escape these things. Yeah, because her ship has no weapons. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because she's not in a regular... She's not a starfighter. She's in a mining catching Yeah, vessel. an exploratory... That's It's meant to transport this thing and shoot it. Mm-hmm. Shoot drills into planets to see what they're up to. <laughs> like opening the washing machine. What are you doing in there? Jada <laughs> pulls off the stunt, only to find... The coral skippers are still in pursuit. She went, let's say, right around the sun, and they just went up and over it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They tracked her perfectly somehow. Yeah, they just stayed in a higher orbit, so they didn't get disintegrated. <laughs> but bad news. They're still coming. Yeah. We cut to in the frozen water, where Jason marvels at all this living tech on his body and spots lights below him. An organized base. Ha <laughs> ha. Found it right away. Then the lights start coming at him <laughs> as he momentarily doubts himself. Can I do this? Oh, God, I'm all about myself. And then he remembers. Slaps his face a couple times. Quack, quack. I'm a Jedi. Yep. Of course if, I can do this. If I'm anything, the only one that can do this. If anything a Jedi can do, it's improvise. Yeah. In the water. Cut to <laughs> Jaina feeling 100% hopeless. Again, a little parallelism between the twins. They're, they're just not sure themselves. They're, teen, they're 16 years old. Yep. The most they've done so far is what they've done in this book, which was fly an asteroid field once for fun and twice to survive. Now they're flying around a sun, through a sun, under the ice. It, she's feeling hopeless being chased by the coral skippers until instantly the rejuvenator, Millennium Falcon, and Jade Saber are... All arrive to save the day. Yeah, with all their 
accompanying escort ships, yep. all those ranger class. And those things. coral skippers that chased her over the sun, boom, go the coral skippers. Yeah. It's bad news for the Yuzhan Vong. Cut to the Yuzhan Vong coming for Jason. The light's in the water. He's got a Zooglith thing on and a starfish on his face, so they don't really recognize in the darkness of the water that he is not one of them. They tell him to get in line. And they take him right to the psychic distress call source. Right to the call center. Convenient. Mm-hmm. I really feel in the last bunch of chapters of finishing up this book, again, I've said this for a lot of books, we are going so fast. Yeah. This is a huge mission that we're launching. And we're like, let's take him right to the place that he needs to go. Where does he land when he gets in the water? Right above the city thing. Where does he go when the bad guys come and get him? Right to the person he needs to save. Just we're speed. We're gonna speed through this ending. I noticed over mm. the next bunch of chapters, starting right around now. Jason pops up through the hole that Yuzhan Vong lead him to, and he recognizes Miko Reglia, Kip Durin's side Kip, <laughs> in the dozen and two Avengers that don't exist anymore. But this strange lady over here is the source of the distress call. Yes, not Miko. He is so broken mentally. That he is not even calling for help with the force anymore. Yeah, somehow. He's just a broken shell now. Somehow Danny Kui is. What? That's cool. And then our twin boy starts swinging that lightsaber around. Look out, you Yuzhan Vong. There goes the leg. Yeah. <laughs> cut two. That's not true. There is no cut two. End of the chapter. <laughs> yeah. Turning it back. What are we turning back? What turning? What are we turning it back? Yeah, uh, tur- uh, turning back the Yuzhan Vong the, from their invasion. Get out of here. You've got this. We yeah. know where you are under the ice. Get out of here. We'll turn you back. Um, turning turning back to hero time? <laughs> yes, yeah, another one that was, that was a little, little vague. Back to troublemaking twins? I don't know if I get this one. <laughs> but they're, they're turning it back. Chapter 23. Into the web. The spiders? Spider webs? Or like the Matrix? Hmm? I don't know. Prefect Agara tells us... It's a trap! Those coral skippers that are getting their butt kicked on the other side of the sun, they're supposed to. And then they're going to run away back to the planet, and then we're going to get them. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to bait them, lure them, smash them with a superior force. Yep. Right? Instead of... Having them fly into our big force and then having a chance to run away when they see or sense or whatever. Yeah. It's a trap. Laying the trap. It's going so well over there. False sense of security. It's going really well for the New Republic, but it's a trap. Welcome to the web. Commander Rojo, gonna have a bad time? (laughs) The Yamisk's hive mind thing is another level of, of, of threat. How do you... Fight thousands of psychic gravity wielding molten rock volcano shooting enemies. How? how? Yeah. Like this Yamisk thing is, it's a, it's a different, different level of threat, man. Like, I don't know how many psychic enemies we've ever had. It also, I mean, I guess they all are kind of psychic, (laughs) but not like this. It also generates that electric field around the planet. 
and can which suppresses all of their systems and their and their technology and stuff yeah. like that and can destroy ships that pass too close or something they mentioned that too it's how what are they supposed to do <laughs> it's, it's cut to thing. thousands of coral skippers and a very naive new republic fleet one bigger coral skipper gravity sucks three mid-sized ships around itself and into a tornado of death didn't know they could do that quote they're better than we thought says leia yeah thanks yep yeah sure are and <laughs> turns on its gravity generator things barrel rolls a bunch of times and well, then <sighs> welcome to team no things these guys are bad news the rejuvenator just says you know what we're just gonna have to charge right in here we're gonna we're gonna get picked apart by coral skippers if we try to fight them off and settle this area before we fight so we're just gonna dive right for the planet surface and open up all of our weapons on it you know where jason is Mm-hmm. <laughs> Han and Leia are concernicus. And the Falcon gets overwhelmed with coral skippers. Yep. Anakin and Lando are in the turrets, but there's only so much you can do against thousands of hive mind volcano shooting monsters. Yeah. What? They all are thinking the same way. It's just quickly dawning on everybody how doomed they are <laughs> right now and how hopeless this mission is or this situation is. Oh, cut to a planetary energy field. Grabs Rojo's, Rojo's, Rojo's Star Destroyer. Yeah. The Rejuvenator gets grabbed by a massive field coming from the planet. Okay. I don't know. That doesn't seem good. Cut to Anakin notices the Yuzhan Vong are doing like a mind meld. Says that they joined like he and Jaina and Jason did. Yeah, that's what I said, right? <laughs> and he's he's afraid of them because instead of just the three, there's hundreds, thousands yeah. of joined f- and you know fighters. Look at look at how efficient and and more powerful we all became combined together. Just me and my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. This is thousands of minds working in concert synchronously. Again, another hopeless revelation what are we supposed to do yeah against this this growing force and threat that we're we don't understand but the more we come to understand of it the more it's bad news he says quote joined by something like the force but not the force what is the yamask doing what does it do how is it doing it what is happening is i don't even know a giant psychic brain uh, like that can just put out its. But how? How is know. it connecting all their minds? Electromagnetism, gravity. <laughs> like, what is it doing? They're big fans of gravity, but it's it's something along along those lines where it's just tapped into their uh, like biogenic fields or something. Yeah, or like they all have developed and evolved in such symbiosis with each other. In their own galaxy that they all, you know, like they all use each other. Yeah. In some sort of like parasitic symbiosis way mm-hmm. that it's just, I don't, holy moly. What are you supposed to do? Cut to Luke, Han, and Leia see bad times for Rojo from the Jade Saber and the Falcon. And the heroes got to go help because they're heroes. Cut to Jason. Versus five Yuzhan Vong 
And Danny Quee jumps on the back of one of them. <laughs> rips his knoweth thing off, demasks him, and kicks him down the freeze hole. Yeah. Shoulders him down the down the hole. She, for real, because I'm not sure about the last time they fought, if she, if that was kind of like all staged fighting. Yeah, I, that was. It really seemed like it. Yeah. yeah. She, she, for the real, escape. takes one out this time. Yep. Really. And then she gets thud bugged unconscious immediately. Yeah. And we cut to... <laughs> As we're doing this through the end of this this book, like we are cutting, 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 cutting. Like we're getting two paragraphs of each scene at a time. Yeah. Swirling everything together into the big pot of the Star Wars finale, like a lot of the books like to do, right? Mm-hmm. So get used to me saying, cut to Rojo gets taken out as volcanoes, shooters form on the surface of the planet. Yeah, he gets shot by volcanoes from the planet. Outlaw Starship Troopers. Yep. A great fun sci-fi flick. Mm-hmm. But rest in peace, Rejuvenator. Just like that. One of the best ships in the New Republic. Yeah. Just like that. Somehow grabbed by something, and then volcanoes erupted on the surface of the planet and shot it to bits. And then shot it again, even though it's already going down. Yeah. Overkill. That's right. Cut to, speaking of overkill, Jason can barely defend himself against four Yuzhan Vong warriors. He can't even think about going on the offensive. It's all he can do to swat away thud bugs with his lightsaber and block elbows and fists and staffs and everything else, right? He can barely do it. Desperately defending himself. Cut to... Miko suddenly takes two Yuzhan Vong into the depths of the water with him. Rips off their things and they all drown together. Yeah, one last act of defiance by Miko. A heroic sacrifice. Yep. To, uh, you know, what? Make himself feel better about all the torture that he endured. Make it all valuable. Yes. To give Jason Solo a chance to rescue Danny and get out of here because he's already... Hopeless. Terminally ill, as Mara Jade would say. Cut to. All that sacrifice allows Jason and Danny to escape. Mm -hmm. In like a sentence. And squeeze into the needle ship together. Even though Jaina had to shove Jason in there to get him to fit. We just like, so quickly, just escape. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's nobody else coming to check on this. There's nobody else aware of this. The Yamask is too distracted. Weren't they pretty interested in Miko and Danny Kui? Yes. Right. There were five of them. So those five guys <laughs> die, and then it's like, one sentence later, we escaped and squeezed into the tube. Fine. Yeah. It is what it is, right? That's the action. That's how they did it. It took actually a heroic sacrifice, and it took a heroic potential sacrifice from Danny Kui to even have give him a chance to begin with. She took one out down the hole, and then he could barely defend against four people. Yeah, that fifth one would have gotten him. Yeah, right? And then it took Miko to take two more, to tip the balance, to be able to make that escape in one sentence. Cut to the rest of the family fly their ships all down to the surface to rescue Jason. There's some tense moments of impossible odds. Jane is doing some super piloting. So is Han, and actually it's Leia. Up in the cockpit with Han doing most of the piloting, I think at one point. Mm-hmm. Luke and Mara are kicking it. It's, it's the whole family's here. And Jaina just swoops in, 
snatches Jason's ship out of midair as it comes bursting through the surface of the ice. And, like, Insta jumps away from the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And all of the, the, uh, the adults are just kind of... Yeah, they just stop. Slack-jawed on the floor in awe. Yeah. And Han says again, that kid can fly. He's not wrong. Yeah, because it was all in, like, perfect synchronicity. Swoop down, grab the guy, gone. It, there Instant. was no like no like stuttering in between steps, just perfect. Nope. Because woof. Mm-hmm. They did it though. Uh, success. <laughs> They've escaped. And how the heck did they do that? <laughs> and how the heck did Danny Quee call for help? And how the heck did Jaina snatch that ship out of the air? Which again, foreshadowed. Right. Last time we were here at Hellska Four. Luke Skywalker got scooped up off the surface by a bigger ship. Yep. There's always a bigger ship. Okay. <laughs> they, <laughs> they rescued one person and all they had to sacrifice was the best ship in the New Republic fleet. Yeah. And uh, a Jedi Knight. Yep. That was already presumed dead. So. So there you go. Not much there. <laughs> That's the chapter though. Into the web. That's a trap. Yeah. But maybe there's some sort of web of secret lies. Did they let them escape easily? Is there some reason? Why is Danny psychic now? Because of the Yamisk? Oh, yeah. Is this part of all part of a plan? You know what I mean? They all, they have seemed to every have been time, steps man, and steps every ahead. Time they're like the big brother who can never be wrong. No, I meant for that to happen. <laughs> like whatever, right? I, uh, I never pulled that. Here we, I know you're a cool guy, <laughs> but here we are into the web. Whatever that means, man. Yeah. But it seems like we got out of the web. Uh, they had to go in first. Chapter 24. One trick to play. Jason and Danny are nearly naked together. <laughs> Scandalous. Also. Wow. She's so beautiful. Also. She could even be a Jedi. So Jason hugs her and she cries. <laughs> yep. Because she's been tortured for, I don't know, a week or so. Yeah. Days. I don't know how long it's been. She's had to watch the only other person that she could consider even kind of a friend be yeah. tortured mercilessly. An ally, another person to even rely on, lean on. <laughs> Just slowly fall into oh. madness. Yeah. So she cried. And we cut to family meeting. What just happened? How are these people so strong? What are these technologies that you're using? How are we so outnumbered? That dang Yamisk. What are we supposed to do about that? How can we kill it? We're going to have to. Remember how it had that energy field around the planet? We're going to have to turn its own energy field against it. We're going to reflect that energy back to the planet to make the planet colder by making it hotter <laughs> we're gonna make it so cold that everything evaporates instantly and then we'll freeze whatever's in the ice under the crust yeah whatever's near that watery core they're planning on turning this entire planet into a giant ice cube with another special lando ship yes a shield ship an energy reflector okay yeah it's a thing. We're going to freeze the planet core. Simple. Anakin's kind of, idea. Kind of a lame, out of nowhere plan. Uh, at no point 
I just this is all just very rushing. Very very fast are we like discovering things with Yuzhan Vong and then coming up with instant solutions. There's some sort of energy field around the planet. I remember this thing from science class, says the teenager, right? And then the other two teenager kids are like, yeah, that makes sense. And everybody else that hasn't been in school for 30 years is like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) But the kids are like, this makes perfect sense. We'll just reflect the energy that the Yamask is creating back at it to defeat itself. That's the only way that we can beat technology we don't understand is use it to destroy itself. I guess mm-hmm. and this plan is just out of absolute nowhere and is gobbledygook nonsense. Yeah. it. It's the so- shield ships have never been alluded to in this book that I've heard of, you know, using ener- it, something else's own energy against it hasn't been alluded to. Like that's not, hasn't been like a, a theme that's been foreshadowed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Eh. But here we are. Cut to big umbrella reflector shield ships encircling Helska four. And it's time to, Buy some time for them to crank their orbit down closer and closer to the planet to reflect that energy better. Yeah, and they they jumped in so close to the planet, they they end up losing a couple of ships. and People are banging into each other. And I was thinking about that, too. I was wondering if even that could be part of the gravity distortion or gravity effect of having all this gravity-wielding technology in the area. I don't know, but they all, you're right. They jump and they all crash into each other. Mm-hmm. We got to buy some time by fighting all these coral skippers. We cut to Prefect Degara, 0% worried. <laughs> Nor is the Yamask. No, this is such a small force. It's not going to make any difference. I thought they were going to come back with more, not less. <laughs> <laughs> we just kicked their asses hours ago. Routed them. It wasn't even close. They had to run away. Yeah. Now they're back with less. Yeah. Yuzhan Vong. It's a desperate attempt. Blah, blah, blah. They're not worried at all. Cut to Luke in his X-Wing skimming Helska's surface through the fog, flying by the force because he can't see. Classic Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Throw that in every climax. Yeah. Luke has to save the day by closing his eyes (laughs) like he's asleep. Ah, classic. (laughs) Cut to... Jaina is flying the Jade Saber with Mara on guns and Danny Kui helping out however she can. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally what Jaina describes it as. She's watching her male family and the Falcon as the fight gets real. Coral skippers come in. Jaina's got a dick dive, dip, dip, dop, and doop and dodge. Yes. And Mara uh, falls unconscious. Yeah, she passes out. Whoa, foreshadowed. (laughs) (laughs) What did Luke Skywalker say? You can't go down there by yourself. What if you pass out? Well, she does. Check. Check that one. You're right. Off the list. And it throws... Jaina loses her composure. She gets so distracted. She tries to like jump across. She lets go of the controls and she's like, Amara! Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, and then they're just taking hits, taking hits, taking hits, taking hits. And now they're crashing. Yep. They got an engine that's not working. They're leaking atmosphere. Kid can fly. <laughs> not without her hands on the controls. <laughs> Cut to the male side of the family and the Falcon watching the saber falling helplessly to the surface of Helska 4. We cut to the surface of Helska 4 where Luke 
sees the Jade Saber falling helplessly to the surface <laughs> of Hell's Gafor. And he quickly flies on an interjection trajectory. No, 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 that doesn't make sense. <laughs> he flips his uh, X-Wing upside down, and he blasts all his repulsors to give the crashing ship a little belly bounce. <laughs> ha! Pow! A little Rikishi bounce. Back up into the atmosphere so they have time to regain their composure. Yeah. And Jaina gets everything under control. Cut to more coral skippers now. And shield ships start popping. Suddenly, the coral skippers start crashing into each other right when we need them to. Phew. <clears throat> Thank God we bought just enough time and saved everybody in this four paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. Did we come here and accomplish our goal, apparently? The Yamas must be some sort of disoriented because the very organized super synchronized threat that we faced before are smashing into each other flying erratic patterns like they've lost their coordination mm-hmm the deep freeze is working some however honestly okay i'm doing a terrible job explaining it but the science that anakin said in the book that i read mm-hmm. sounded fine yeah it all sounded legit i'm making it sound more stupid than it is because I can't remember it correctly. And I also think this whole plan is kind of shoved right in here. But <laughs> it made sense. It does make sense. And it's sense. working. Yes. The planet is slowing down. Its rotation is momentarily slowing down. And then it stops. Yeah. The fog starts to turn to ice crystals. It immediately evaporates. Like, yeah. It's like the whole planet's covered in fog from the ice melting. And then all of a sudden it all goes... And it's gone from the atmosphere and the plant slows down. It eventually stops, but something bad is about to happen. According to Han Solo in the, what are they in? The Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon, yeah. My God. Luke, having saved everyone in the Jade Saber, was last seen in the fog that just instant evaporated. And now he's missing. The Jade Saber is on a trajectory away from the planet. And the Falcon, piloted by Mr. Han Solo, he realizes that he has to go. Mm-hmm. The reality of what he was doing, of his retreat, so much like the retreat Anakin had pulled on Cernpedal, leaving Chewie behind. He almost turned the Falcon back around plunging toward the planet in a desperate search for Luke. Almost. But he could not. If he had been alone, then there would be then there would have been no hesitation. But he was not alone. Was responsible for more lives than his own. As Anakin had been. So maybe Han and Anakin are going to be okay, Tim. Maybe it's not going to be so bad. Han's having some revelations and coming through... A different side of his grief that's yeah. not just anger and fury and blame. And having to make the exact same decision in almost the exact same situation. Yeah. Yeah. Planet's and what, going down. And Han's right. Something bad happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, P.S. The planet explodes. Yeah. I don't understand that. Just the... But there was some, they said something about it freezing and then it expanding and just yeah it froze so fast and hard and expanded that once it starts moving again it's going to tear itself apart yeah and so the planet explodes 
with Luke Skywalker missing. As the next wing streaks off into this, into space away from the planet. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even get one we don't even get one scene of worrying about that. <laughs> Just don't worry about it. X Skywalker <laughs> zooms away. One trick to play. That's the chapter. The I mean the shield ship would be the trick, right? To kill yep. the Yamask? It's like their their last option. It's the only thing they can do. No, because you can't beat the overwhelming odds. You know, you have to throw a bullseye yeah. from a thousand feet away, you know, with a slingshot. Yeah, you have to. It's, it's the hell, hell Mary. If it doesn't work, yeah. screw it. Take the craziest chance of craziest chances, and it's the only chance you got. One trick to play, which took like a lot of shield ships, but there was one trick yeah. to take out one Yamask, and we only needed one ship to ship belly bump. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny scene that was that was this all happens so fast that it's so crazy i mean it's all good though chapter 25 connection and coincidence we're back on dubrillion where luke is chillian okay <laughs> that was stupid but welcome to something i've discovered is called the denouement mm-hmm. the end of the book where We've saved the day, and now we got to chill for a second and figure out what's happening next. He's back on Dubrillion, where the Vong are easily being cleared up by Kip and the New Republic back at Helskafor. Nothing to worry about now that they're uncoordinated. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Mara, still not doing well. You know what I thought of? Same thing that happened on Belkadan. She got too close to the Vong stuff. As soon as she passed out, I was like, this isn't from the juking and jiving of the ship. Yeah. This is a, a reconcentration of the Yuzhan Vong coom spores inside her body mm-hmm. that seem to intensify and all, almost kill her whenever she's around fellow Yuzhan Vong tech, right? Yeah, they give off some, some sort of signal. But no matter how unwell she is, Luke has a beetle. He has a beetle, a connection... And a lot of work to do. Yep. He's connecting another dot that, you know what? Maybe this is like connected with like a dotted line because yeah. he's not quite sure yet. He's got to put the Jedi Order back together. He's got to reestablish the council is what is one of the things yeah. he said. He's got a lot of jobs. He's got to be a Jedi master. Yeah. He's got to be a husband. He's got to be a scientist. He's got to teach his apprentices. A lot of work to do. But I got a bug. Hey, 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 hey. Cut two. <laughs> Leia's got a lot going on too. Yep. Twin connection. What better way to, to have a little parallelism in your story than between twins? And I always forget that they're twins. Remember that time I asked which one was older? Yeah. Twins. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a lot going on too. And her work is going to be in the Senate. They're going to have to rally all these unbelieving fools of the New Republic who are going to be so stuck in their own egos they won't look to the edge of the galaxy. Yeah. She's going to have to Become a what? Is, what? Is, what was the title that she gave herself? Counselor Leia or yeah, something? An ambassador. Ambassador. The ambassador from Debrillion is what she's gonna come to the Senate. At. Yeah, it, being the ambassador for all the planets here on the outer rim to say, hey, this happened. Yep, she's got work to do, man. Just like her brother, her big brother. He was born one second before her. Uh, yeah, I think he was. Cut to Nam Anor. A Yuzhan Vong we've not heard of from in a little while. 
after the Praetorite Vong have failed, which is what this name of the establishing invasion force was, mm-hmm. the Praetorite Vong of the Yuzhan Vong have failed, and I'm feeling real Mandalore Mandalore again. <laughs> but nonetheless, Nominor has gone to another place he describes as barely being on a map. Like, uh, not okay, I'm paraphrasing. But he says it's an unknown little place hidden away in a pocket of the galaxy where he's ready to stir up another civil war. Yeah, another rebellion. Wouldn't you want to do it somewhere else? Like somewhere noticeable? I don't know. We'll see what his plans are, but he's still kicking around. Yeah, his whole job is to pull forces away from the core, though. So You're right. Good call. So maybe that's why he's picking out of the way places. And just ready to start another civil war. Easy peasy. <laughs> that's the chapter. Connection and coincidence. Well, Luke and Leia showed a pretty good connection there, actually. They're, yeah. They're kind of living parallel lives, just in different facets of uh, the world that they need to bring together to yeah. defeat this thing. Luke's going to have to gather the Jedi. Luke's going to have to save his wife. Leia's going to have to save her husband. Leia's going to have to gather the government. Yeah, they're all they're both That's taking a, quite a connection. And uh and Luke and is connecting the all the Yuzhan Vong tech together including He's got a the bug, bug <laughs> that he thinks, "Hey, that that'll do it." Man. The coincidence, I think, is uh, Naminor's part, where he's like, well, the Praetorite Vong were destroyed, but seems to just have been a lucky shot. Yeah. He thinks they didn't, you know, they didn't outmatch us technologically or by force of number or just an unfortunate coincidence. Yeah. If they were on a different... If- if the Praetorite were on a different planet... That couldn't be frozen? They would have been fine. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Cook it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Microwave it. There's your connection. There's your coincidence. I don't know. Our final chapter of the book is chapter 26. Eulogy. Where we come back to Cernpedal and we choke on our tears. Yes, so hard do. Yes, we do. as Han Solo remembers his best friend Chewbacca and quote Chewie was gone and Chewie wasn't coming back ouch just to remember that for the reader yeah just so you know and then Han starts getting into his head about what that means mm-hmm. I could read this whole chapter but you all should read it instead it's only like five pages it's beautiful so he iterates out loud to himself and to his wife thoughts he's never really put into words before we all used to live in this bubble of safety Mm -hmm. me and my family and you know our friends all of us that have been escaping danger and dodging death by the skin of our teeth for decades and decades now we one of us actually died yeah and that bubble of safety let's call it let's give it a name Plot armor. (laughs) (laughs) That bubble of safety, Leia, is now gone because my best friend Chewbacca died. Yeah. There's that 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 invulnerability is is gone. Yeah, gone for them psychologically. He's feel everything seems more dangerous now. All of a sudden, he's feeling more exposed. Quote: The galaxy is now a more dangerous place. 
Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Man. But that's what this chapter is telling us. To finish this book, don't forget, Chewbacca died, and so can anyone. Yeah. See you next book. <laughs> Come and pick it up. Never know what's going to happen, right? That's almost like a sales pitch and uh, a, uh, like, not asking for forgiveness, but, like, just a solidifying your statement. Yeah. Don't forget what this was all about. Setting up this gigantic invasion series where people you care about, characters you care about for 30 years almost at the time. Yep. Are going to die. So let's go back to where Chewbacca got smashed by a moon and have a little remembrance. Yeah, give him a little bit of a send-off and say, Chewbacca is dead and Chewbacca is not coming back. Han Solo thinks that to himself for us to read. Mm -hmm. Just in case you wanted to forget that. But you know what? I'm scared. (laughs) He's right. The galaxy is a more dangerous place with these people here. Certainly is. That's the chapter. Eulogy. Goodbye, sweet Chewbacca. I hope your death can possibly prepare us for the rest of this series. I'm not sure if it can. But that's the end of New Jedi Order, book one, Vector Prime. The alien invasion has started and seemingly been derailed, maybe even defeated. And the Star Wars status quo has been shattered. Yeah. Hear all about it next week when we do our review episode of New Jedi Order, book one, Vector Prime, from front to back and all the stuff in the middle, for sure, unless I miss things. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Nothing will ever be the same. Nothing is safe. Ever. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.